Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. All right. So there's something that God has been speaking to us over this weekend, you know. The prophetic, as we know it, it's not something that we should reduce it to telling somebody their name, their condition, what they are going through. We need to understand that according to the Bible, according to what the scripture says, when the Holy Ghost comes, our sons and our daughters shall prophesy. Oh, yes. And I made mention of the fact that if the Bible says your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, then that verse is not talking to you. The Amen. verse is talking to me. Amen. As your spiritual father, my sons and my daughters shall what? Prophesy. So when you go on to have your own spiritual children, then the verse will start talking to you. That your sons and your daughters shall what? But the catch is you need to be a carrier of the prophetic. Oh, yes. Amen. In order to give birth to prophetic children. Is that making sense? So the act of prophesying is something that God desires each one of us to be able to do. Now, I said again that the fact that you have attended this class doesn't mean that on Sunday when you come here, you should be talking to anybody. Can I prophesy to you? No, I will baptize you. Amen. This is my house. Oh, yes. If someone tries to prophesy to tell them, I've got my spiritual father. Go talk to him. If it's relevant, he will talk to me. Amen. <laughs> but what I'm equipping you with, number one, is for the transformation of your own personal life. Oh, yes. Number two, the transformation of your family. Number three, the transformation of your workplace. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? your business, where you do business, the people you interact with, you can now begin to do small, small with them. So I'm equipping you for the work of the ministry. According to Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11 and 12, thereabouts, and he gave some one, apostles, number two, prophets, number three, evangelists, number four, pastors, number five, Teach us what? Why? For, for the per, perfecting, for the, don't jump scriptures. In the streams, we don't just say, it, it says something to the effect. Uh-uh. We quote it KJV, word by word. We don't even use NIV. We use the King James Version. Amen. Yeah. The Queen's language. For the what? Perfecting of who? Of the saints. Now the word perfecting there, I told you, it means to equip, to furnish. It's not to make you perfect. Because you'll never ever be perfect in that body of yours. Amen. That's why God just justified you. Yes. And made you right with him. With all the imperfections. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. He just got over it. Is that amazing? Oh, yes. Imagine the devil holding on to all your mistakes and your blunders. Hey, this one. He's making a blunder. Hey, this one. God just gets over it. 
and tells the devil, get over it too. Amen, amen. <laughs> Someone said, that's me. That's me. So, the perfecting of the saints there is not to make you perfect as sinless, faultless. No. It's to equip you. Now, why? For the work of the what? Or the ministry. The equipping you is for the work of the ministry. So, there's a lot of work for the ministry to be done. Some of you, you work inside. Some of you, you need to be looking outside. Working out there. Preaching the gospel. Sharing the gospel. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So, I talked a lot about the dreams. That sometimes you may have a dream about your neighbor. Is that making sense? Yeah. You can begin to pray for your neighbor. Go talk to your neighbor. The God is equipping you through these schools for the work of the ministry. Oh, yes. Is that making sense? Now, the other aspect that I emphasized a lot over the weekend was more to do with purpose of being. I know I didn't use that phrase the whole weekend, but that's what I was talking about, purpose of being. Amen. I talked about your sonship, that when you become born again, God takes you through different stages. And I mentioned the fact that stage number one is babyhood stage, where you are a brefose. And the Bible says, as newborn babes, cry for what? Hmm? Milk. Cry for what? Milk. No, wrong. Yes, correct. Cry for the sincere milk or an adulterated milk of the word. And I said, the word of God is not milk. Amen. It's bigger than milk. It's more than milk. But the milk of the word. In other words, we are able to distill, to produce milk from the word. Oh, yes. Aha. Uh -huh. Are you hearing me? Is that making sense? Oh, yes. So it takes a lot of maturity to produce milk from the word. You need to understand which is what is good for the babies and what is not good. Amen. <laughs> is that making sense? That's why many Christians, they never grow. Because from the day they became born again, they have given bones and, and chapati and, and macaroni. Eh? Amen. <laughs> so they never grow. Food can kill. If the wrong food is given to the wrong person. Yes, amen. Is that correct? Yeah. So after you graduate from being a brefos, you move into the next stage where we begin to deal with your language. The ne pios. Ne. Negative. Epos. Speak. So when we form that word ne pios, we're talking about someone who can't talk right. And I made mention that 150 million problems in the church are tongue problems. Amen. Someone said tongue problems. Tongue problems. Every church you shall go to, there will be tiny problems. Oh, yes. He said, she said. They said, oh, no, you can't say that to me. Tiny problems. God knew it. Amen. That tongues would be a big problem. So he told the children of Israel to shut up as they went around the walls of Jericho. Told them to shut up. 
because it didn't make any sense. It did not make any sense. Think about it. Every single day, once around the city, I think they must have gone into the manual book for military operations. They didn't find that strategy there. Amen. <laughs> Going around the city for seven days. On the seventh day, seven times. And then the people in the city, what do you think they were saying? Hey, you, what do you think you're doing? Hey, you, come, let's fight. Say nothing. Don't answer back. Yes, amen. Someone say nothing. Nothing. Not even a single word. Just shout on the last day. Amen. On the last round. The victory was theirs. Amen. Now, in the New Testament, God had to find a solution. What does he do? The day the Holy Ghost fills you, what's the first thing that happens to you? Tongue. Someone say tongues. Tongues. God is still dealing with the same problem. The speaking. Yes, amen. He knows you are in a pierce. When you go for prayer, you say the wrong things. <laughs> to help you to jump, start your journey, he gave you tongues. Because if you pray within the limits of your knowledge, you never make progress. Amen. Amen. Now, tongues, remember, he who speaks in tongues speaks to God and not to men. And number two, he speaks what? Mysteries. So if it's mysteries, then it's, it's outside your knowledge. Oh, yes. Amen. You are not hearing me. Are you hearing me? It's outside your what? And that's how you make progress. That's, how you make, that's me. I'm here. So I pull you. Oh, yes. Amen. Is that making sense? Amen. Yeah. So tongues, that's what the Holy Ghost does. Using tongues, he's pulling you up. He makes you speak things which are outside your knowledge. Oh, beyond yes. your knowledge. Beyond your comprehension. Beyond your thinking. Some of us were trained to think so small. Once you finish grade 12, that's it. You're educated. No. Someone said no. No. Say no. No. There's more. Am I right? Oh, yes. Amen. Some even told, as long as you can write and you can read, it's enough. No. In the older generations, yes. Not in our generation. Amen. Here, you need every trace of education that you can get your hands on. Amen. You know, someone was trying to have a go at me on Facebook. Said, you, you call yourself a doctor. Who gave you that thing? I don't call myself a doctor. It's the university that calls me a doctor. Amen. <laughs> oh, yes. To be precise, James Cook University is the one that called me a doctor. Because I doctored a philosophy. <laughs> so that day, I was very humble. You know, me, I was very humble. The boss says, whoever wants to boast, must boast in. In the what? It doesn't say, don't boast. 
It says your boasting must be where? In the Lord. In the Lord. Amen. So that day I was very humble. So I didn't say anything. I'm going to look at this person now. Otherwise, I should have given them a link to my thesis. <laughs> so read this. Oh, yes. It was marked by three professors. They had no problem with it. Amen, amen. I'm telling you. I receive. Say tongue problems. Tongue problems. Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Help me. Help me. To deal with my tongue. To deal with my tongue. Lupe. What I'm saying? To deal with my tongue. Okay. All right. Amen. Deal with what? My tongue. Someone said, my tongue. My tongue. You know, people press you the wrong way, I know. I'm not denying that. They wind you up, I know. But it's not a license to let loose your tongue. Amen. It takes maturity to bite your tongue and say nothing. Oh, yes. Someone say, say nothing. Say nothing. So that's the ne pious stage. And then we looked at the last stage, which is the what? Hughes, which is the mature sons. Now, most of the things the Bible talks about, you know, we are the sons of God, what, what, it's, it's talking to mature sons, not the prefers. Amen. So people out of ignorance, they just say, oh, we are all children of God. Therefore, we've got access to this. No, no. No. It's the hues, the mature sons of God. Amen. Jesus was never called a brephos. Jesus was never called a pious. Except on one place in the whole Bible. Where his mother found him in the temple when he was 12. After looking for him. He said, son, why have you troubled us? That's the only one place. Uses, she uses a different word. But the rest of the Bible, he referred to himself as a yours, and he referred to and those who talked about him, they talked to him as a yours. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. A mature child of God. And then after you mature, there's a bonus where you are now adopted as the firstborn. Oh, yes. I receive. That's a bonus. Someone say bonus. Bonus. Now, when you look at all those stages, you discover that it's not functionality. It's being. Amen. Is that correct? Yeah, it's being. It's not functionality. You growing up and maturing, it's not a functionality. It's a being. Where you are growing up and you mature and you begin to do things independently. I gave an example of my, 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 my three boys, you know, that I can't give my khakis to Temba, the seven-year-old, as much as I love him. Neither can the 11-year-old be trusted with my car. But my 18-year-old, as of Friday, the other times I have to, had to sit next to him. Amen. Watch him very carefully what he's doing. Watch the speedometer. Watch the lines. If he does something, mm -mm, son, you are going too much. Because my son is left-handed. 
my son is what? So the car, pretty much, because he's on the right, he pushes it towards the what? So me, I'm seated this side on the right. I'm like, son. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so he had to learn and master. After being on the road with him for more than 120 hours. And 20 of those hours, in fact, 22 to be precise, were at night. The government has now trusted him with an authority to drive, not the whole night, but certain nights, <laughs> some few hours of the night. Amen. <laughs> they still don't trust him to drive the whole night. Am I right? Yes. So he's got a, a red pee. Stay away from that one. <laughs> they are warning you. Give them space. <laughs> oh, yes. After some time, I don't know after how long. One year, is it two years? I think one year. Two years. Two years, they were upgrading to another P, a green one. That one is now. <clears throat> the whole time I was with him in the car, even if I'm so tired I want to sleep, I was sleeping one eye. Watching with one, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I couldn't trust him. Ah, no. no. But when they get a green pea, they are given more freedoms. Amen. Some say more freedoms. More freedoms. Now think about it from a kingdom perspective. That as Christians, we are so naive to assume that there's no training in the kingdom of God. Amen. That no, there's no equipping in the kingdom of God. We just think we'll just appear mature Christians. That's why many churches. Should I go there? Go deeper, Papa. It's people in nappies trying to preach to other people in nappies. Amen. So they go nowhere. <laughs> the blind, leading the blind, where do they end? In a ditch. I receive. Someone say purpose of being. Purpose of being. Is that making sense what I'm sharing? It's a purpose of being. So, there are, according to Romans chapter 8, from verse number 26 to verse number 30. There are five chapters to your life. Someone say five chapters. Five chapters. One more time, say five chapters. Five chapters. Are we flowing? Oh, yes. I'm just finishing the weekend, so it's just icing on the cake. We are receiving, Papa. Is it happening? Oh, yes. <laughs> Is it happening there? My God. My God. Amen, amen. Do we have the scriptures? Romans chapter 8 from verse number 26 to all the way to verse number 13. So the Bible says, one, two, three, go. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. 
For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Okay, now let me begin from that scripture. Okay, and we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are what? They, to him who are they? They called. They called. They, who, to them who are they? Called. According to what? His purpose. So there are some people who are called the called. Ah, you're not hearing me. Oh yes, we're following Papa. Now we are going the deepest level that you ever hear. Oh yes. On these scriptures. There's a group of people called the called. Now, the cord are called according to his purpose. So, in other words, there are others who do not qualify. Oh, yes, amen. Uh, this is too deep. We are following, Papa. Go deeper. But that's not your worry. Because you are the cord. Oh, yes, I receive. Because some people get worried about those who are not called. Don't worry about them. Amen. They should worry about themselves. Oh, yes. But you are the God. But why did, he go, why did God call you? He called you according to his purpose. So there was a purpose which made God to make a call. And that call was not to every Jim and Jack. That call was to the court. Amen. People who qualified the, for the purpose. Oh, this is so deep. Oh, yes. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. Are you hearing me? Yes. So people get worried. Ah, so it means there are some people who are born to go to hell. <laughs> are there people who are born to go to hell? Huh? No. Are you sure? Yes. Me, I think yes. I think there are some people born to go to hell. Some will say, yeah. Yeah. And I know you're thinking, should we say yeah or no? <laughs> it's in your Bible. Ephesians chapter 2, from verse number 1. What does it say? And you hath he made alive, hath he quickened, who are dead according. Hmm? Who are dead in your trespasses and his sins. Hmm? You were dead in your what? Trespasses and sins. Uh-huh. And Next. You, and you hath he quickened. Uh -huh. Where in time past you walked, you walked uh -huh. according to the course of this world, uh -huh. according to the prince of the power of the air, uh -huh. the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, uh -huh. among whom also we all had our conversation in mm -hmm. times past, mm -hmm. in the lust of our flesh, mm -hmm. fulfilling the, the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Wait, wait, wait. Whereby what? Nature. Children of what? So they were born as an object of God's anger. 
Okay, let me break it down oh, yeah. before you faint. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Out. Every human being born on earth from the first Adam has one destination. Mm. It is called hell. Amen. Wow. Do you understand now? Oh, yes. All right. So, there is a destination called what? Hell. Those, those are called children of wrath. So, whether they do anything good, they don't do anything good, they are still what? Children of? And the Bible says, look at the verse. Give me the verse. Among whom also we all had our what? Conversation there, it's not the conversation that you have with your friend over a cup of coffee. Conversation is your manner of life. Your manner of what? Life. If you look at that verse from a different version, they should change that word conversation there. Can you give me a different version? Let's see. They normally put a different word. Either man of life or your conduct. Uh-huh. What does it say? Among these, we as well as you once lived and conducted ourselves. You see now? We conduct, it's a, it's a conduct. In the what? In the passions of our what? Flesh. Our behavior governed by what? By our corrupt and essential nature. Obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind. Our cravings dictated by our senses and our dark imaginings. We were then by nature children of God's wrath and heirs of his anger. Like the rest of mankind. It's, we were part of them. Yes. Hmm. Amen. So don't feel, don't feel sad about those who are out there. We were part of them. Amen. We were born there. I told you, they are born to go to hell. As far as anyone remains connected to the first Adam, they are born to go to? Yeah. Even ourselves, we are on the same train. We are going there. Yes. Are we together so far? Yes. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. That's the scripture there. Give me the KJV. Uh-huh. What does this say? Even when we were dead in sins, mm -hmm. hath quickened us together with Christ. Mm -hmm. By grace, you are saved. By grace. Someone say grace. Grace. One more time, say grace. Grace. Are we together so far? Someone say grace. Grace. I know some of you were very good. You were very right. You never misbehaved, you never stole, you never slapped anyone. You're just good. You need a little grace. But some of us, we need a truckload of grace. Amen. To save us. <laughs> Are we together so far? We are following, Papa. So where, where does the difference, where, where do the code come in? Do you know where the code comes in? Let me show you. We're now back to Romans 8. 
So we read that, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with the groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Uh huh. And we know. What do we know? All things work together for good. Uh huh. To them that love God. Uh huh. To them who are they called according to his purpose. Now we've got a problem there. Loving, where does loving God come in if we were born as children of anger? Amen. Are we together so far? So there are things that God had to give everybody in order to be a just God. All of us were born as children of wrath. All of us. Are you hearing me? So God had to give us grace, all of us. God has to give us grace to love him, all of us. Yes. Oh, yes. Amen. Wait, 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 wait. Let me show you this verse. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. Oh, yes. Me, I was amazed when I saw this verse. I receive. I receive. I don't know whether you are here. We are following Papa. Are you here? Oh, yes. Give me Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Second Thessalonians chapter two from verse number six all the way to verse number twelve. <laughs> I love the Bible. Do you love the Bible? Amen. When you understand it becomes sweet. Oh yes. Imagine trying to eat a candy which is in a wrapper. Amen. A candy which is in a wrapper. Imagine trying to chew on this thing in a wrapper. And then you spit it out. It's not nice. No, you didn't remove the what? The wrapper. Amen. Revelation is removing the wrapper. Someone say revelation. Revelation. Apocalypsis. Apocalypsis. It means to remove the wrapper. Okay. One, two, three, go. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed. In We're talking his life. about the Antichrist. We know what withholdeth that he might be what? Revealed in his time. Mm -hmm. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Ah, my God. Ah. 
Amen. Did you see that? Yes. This group of people who end up in hell, they did something. They didn't receive love of the truth. Amen. So the truth was made available to them. They hated it. Wow. They hated it. Ah, you're not hearing me. Let's read it again. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, go. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. So these people, they what? Perish. Because, why do they perish? Because they received not the love of the what? Truth that they might be what? Saved. So what is saved is there was a love that you received for the truth. Amen. These people refused to, re to receive the love for the truth. Think about it. It's true. From, from when a child is born. Huh? There's no child who just, you know, you are, you are born today, you just hate the truth. Every child is given equal chance. That's why it doesn't matter how you look like. What you are is where you grew up. Yes, amen. Ah, you're not hearing amen. me. So me, the day I was born, if I was handed over to Chinese parents, as dark chocolate as I am, Amen. <laughs> so you, you see me, like, ah, that must be an African. Let me speak to this African and African language. That's a shocker. <laughs> My food would have been what? Chinese. Oh, yes. Noodles. Fried rice. Those little chopsticks. That's what we thought about Chinese. The moment you say Chinese, you'd think, hey, this one will beat you. Stay away from this one. Amen. I didn't know that they have to learn that thing. I thought every Chinese is born with that thing. <laughs> Are you here, someone? Oh, yes. You see, where you grow up makes you what you become. Amen, amen. Is that making sense? Oh, yes. So, people, as they grow up, they learn to hate the truth. They refuse the love that God gave them for the truth. Amen. But you, you received the love for the truth. Are you following me? Oh, yes. And then you, you became saved. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. So, when people are going to hell... It's not because God designed them for hell. Because all of us, by nature of coming from the first Adam, we are, destined, we are destined for what? For hell. But there are interventions in between. That God intervenes to divert us from ending up in hell 
so that we can make heaven in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you hearing me? So that's why it's by God's grace. Someone say grace. Grace. Grace is when God gives you things you didn't work for. Love for the truth, you didn't work for it. Amen. God gave it to you for free. The Savior, Jesus Christ, hmm, you didn't work for him. God gave Jesus to you for free. Even when you didn't deserve it. Oh, yes. If the Bible says, even when you were still a sinner, he died for you. So you were not deserving at all. You didn't qualify for it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, yes. God did all these interventions for you. So when it was made available to you and to everybody else, it came, with a, it came as a package. Within the package, there was love for the truth. Those who refused love for the truth, where do they end up? In hell. You who received love for the truth, where do you end up? In heaven. Through who? Christ Jesus our Lord. Have I settled that matter now? Oh, yes. Now there's something that I need to show you. Back to, back to where? We're back to Romans 8. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them are they called according to his purpose. Moreover, someone say moreover. Moreover. One more time, say moreover. Moreover. Moreover what? Let's look. Moreover what? Whom he did Uh, uh. Let's go back. Let's go back one verse. Before we jump. Uh -huh. For whom he did? For no. He also did what? To be what? Conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So there are two big words in that verse. What's the first big word? For no. What's the second big word? Predestinate. Where's my chalk? My chalk body. My white body. Me, I grew up in the days of chalk. So everything to write on is a chalk body. Yeah. I, I disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> but the generation today, I saw that they have even the ones you just press the button to wipe off the whole thing. I'm like, what? Those are the new ones. Wow. They call them what? Smart board. Which means we had the dumb boards. Amen. <laughs> By the time the teachers fishing the day. Imagine dark chocolate teachers in Malawi. White chalk on their faces. And we had, we had one teacher. That teacher was very bad. If you are misbehaving, they wipe off the board and paint you in your face. Very bad behavior. I'm telling you. Now when you are dark chocolate <laughs> with the black hair painted with the chalk on your face. <laughs> it's a disaster. I'm telling you. Some teachers are very bad. But it helps us to be who we are now. Otherwise, would have been brats. Amen. So, the first word is what? For whom he did for? No, for. 
know. So we know, know, know what does it mean? It means to know. For means what? So the ones that he knew before. All right? What, he, what did he do to them? Pretty. Dusty. Net. What is the where what what noun do we make from there? Destination. Destination. What is a destination? A place. A goal. Okay. Arriving at a, at state. Amen. Are we together so far? Okay. Now, pre. What does pre mean? Another before. So we've got before, the ones that he knew before. And then we also have got the ones that he set a destination before. So this one is easy to understand. Why? Because we do this every day. When you were leaving your house, say you've never been here. What do you punch in your GPS? Destination. And that address is the address of what? The destination. You set the address of the destination. Is that correct? Do you do this after you arrive or before you arrive? So if I said you predestinate yourself, is that correct? Yeah, because you've set a destination before you get there. So predestination is very easy to understand. Because all God did was to predestinate people. What was the destination? To be? To be what? To be conformed to the image of his sign that that he might be the firstborn among Many pray the rain. So this is a destination. Are we together so far? What is the destination? To be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So remember you're starting from a brefos. You're born a baby, and then you go to Nepios. And then you go to and then an adoption, which is a, uh, an extra added. If I will stop at Nepios, you mature into the image of Christ. Is that making sense? Aha. Uh-huh. So this destination is already set for you. But remember, before you have any brefos here, what are you? An enemy of God. 
Amen. Is that correct? A child of God's wrath. Is that correct? Now, for knowledge, I think this is where the problem is. This is the only problem that we have. The only problem we have is for knowledge. What do we mean when we say for knowledge? For whom he did for no. Where, when, how? So many people interpret it to mean you existed before you were born and God knew you there. Are you hearing me? We can't forty them. We can't say they are wrong. But I do think that there's a better explanation. Amen. What is the better explanation? The better explanation that we have here is this. We've got two people here. Jim and Jack. Okay, no. Let's use different names. Mamba and Jambo. <laughs> so we've got two people here. Both of them already have a destination. What is the destination? Hell. Hell as the lake of fire. Because they are both children of what? God's wrath. But then between here where they are born and here there, there are interventions that God is doing here. Are you following me? What interventions? He gave them who? Jesus. He gave them what? Grace. He gave them what? Love of what? Love of the truth. Love of truth. All these are interventions. He gave them evangelists. And other ministers. All these are what? Interventions, including sickness. Problems. Are you getting me? All those are what? Interventions that God is trying to throw in their way to attract them. Yes, amen. Ah. You see, the way we find Jesus, it's not one way. We find Jesus under different circumstances. You're not hearing oh, me. Oh, yes. Is that correct? Amen. Yeah, some of us, we found him out of trouble. Even a thief, after stealing their turn to catch him, who, do, who does he ask? Lord Jesus, help me. They should not catch me. Oh, yes. Amen. <laughs> I will save you the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, the way we find Jesus, it's under different circumstances. Some of us probably sickness. So Kenneth Hagin, right? He said, heal me. He was born in a Christian home, grew up in a Christian home. You know, when kids born in that environment, they kind of just drift along, drift along. That's why they drift away when they grow older. Yes. But him had an encounter, personal encounter with God out of a place of sickness. said, if you heal me, I'll save you for the rest of my life. He healed, he saved God for the rest of his life. Is that making sense? Amen. So all those are what? Interventions. Now, now, uh, my chocolate, my cho my what do you call this? What, white board. White board is small. Let's turn it around. Can you take a picture of that? Okay, 
not turn it. We will not rub it. So we need to begin with our two people. Uh, lock it. Aha. Uh -huh. So we begin with our two people here. In Malawi, there was no art. Even if you went home with art, your dad would say, don't go back to that class again. <laughs> you will not eat art. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> My God. So, mm hmm. And here we've got what? Let me use a different color for these interventions. So we said, we, what do we have there? Jesus, Jesus grace, grace, love of truth. Sickness, problems, preachers. All right. Probably, you know, you never know. So, all these are interventions to prevent these two from ending up there. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. And then what happened is, let's say this one, this one, after meeting the interventions, ends up what? Accepting Jesus. And this one ends up what? This one refuses to accept Christ. Amen. So you see that what has happened here, this one automatically has gone on a different route. Are you getting me? Now this one goes on a different route, and what is the route? To be conformed. To the image of Christ. So the Bible says, for whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be what? Conformed to the image of his son, that he might be what? The firstborn among many what? Brethren. So the question, did God know this one or not? Huh? Did God know this one, yes or no? Yes. Yes? Okay. Now, you need to understand the love of God covers all of them. For God so loved the world, not the Christians. For God so loved the everybody. Amen. That he gave, he gave them who? He gave them Christ. So when I'm talking about these interventions, understand me, it's true. God has really done everything that he could. Now, the foreknowledge of God, some people say these people existed in heaven and then they come on earth. We can't fault them. It may be. But I do think there's another explanation to the foreknowledge of God. 
Can I go deeper? Go deeper, Papa. I believe the foreknowledge of God. Now, God is outside the time dimension. He is looking at two people born at point A, and they shall die at point B. Are you hearing me? He is outside what? Time. So he already knows the choices the two will make. Mm, you are not hearing me. Oh, yes. He already knows what? The choices the two what? Will make. So the destination is set there, not as a personal favor. It's a destination. Yes. It's just a destination. Anyone who chooses A will end up at point. Anyone who chooses D will end up at point E. Now, you as being someone who is outside the time, you can already see. You can see. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Oh, yes. Because you are outside what? The time dimension. You can tell that I've been to the end and I already know what this one chose and what this one chose. Hmm, are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So it's not that God is saying, you, 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 I don't want you to come. I only want this one. No, but he's outside the time dimension. Now he says, I already know what this one chose there and what this one chose there. Hmm. Oh, yes. Amen. Are you hearing me? I already know. What these people chose. But the interventions, as I'm saying, they are to everybody the same. But depending on how people you know, react to the interventions, others they even want to beat you up for sharing Christ to them. Amen. Others they hate you for preaching Christ to them. Don't you think that God is able to tell and know all that nonsense? He knows it because he's outside the time dimension. He already sees the end. He says, me, I am God. I tell you the end from the beginning. Yes, amen. You are not hearing me. Amen. I know the end from the what? I know who end up in hell and I know who end up in heaven. I know. Not because it's me choosing who should go there. No. I know the choices of humanity. But I'll give them equal, equal what? Interventions. Equal chance. Hmm. You are not hearing me. Oh, yes. So those whom he did foreknow, he also did what? Predestinate that these ones who are going to choose this thing, who end up where? To be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among what? Many brethren. Uh -huh. Now that we know the end, he comes to the beginning now. So if I was allowed to go to the end of all of you here, to the end, are you hearing me? Yes. If I was allowed to go to the end, where I know who ran away from me, yes, where amen. I know who be writing nonsense on Facebook about me, where I know uh, who is a suspect, <laughs> amen, amen, and where I know who really loves me, if I had that knowledge to the end, you know what I would do? If I come back to the beginning, when you smile at me, I'm like, ah, you. <laughs> oh yes. But that's where the love of God is amazing. That Jesus knew the end of Judas Iscariot. Yes, amen. That he's going to betray him. But he still gave him a chance at the very beginning. Still loved him at the very beginning. Never mistreated him. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. The love of God is amazing. Amen. Say yes. Yes. Why? Because God is still hopes. That probably our man here 
could have a change of heart until he stops breathing. Wow. Game over. Amen. That's the amazing part of God. If it was a human being, imagine my daughter, if you knew the end, that that one would run away. When he appeared, you boil hot water. You boil hot water. And say, you, I should never see your face again here in my house. If he, I'm telling you, foreknowledge is dangerous. Amen. But because we don't know the end. Are you hearing me? Is that making sense? Because what? We don't have that ability to do the foreknowledge. But in the prophetic, when you are prophesying, when you are doing those things, you pick up a few things. But you still love people. I don't know if they're hearing me. Amen. We still love people. Ask my wife. Ask her. She'll tell you that we know exactly from the very first day a person comes to church. We know who is here to stay. Wow. wow. And we know who is here just for a miracle and disappear. Amen. Amen. She's there. Ask her. But however, we love everybody the same. Amen. Even after they leave, attack us, we still what? Love them. We are prisoners of love. Yes, amen. Amen. <laughs> love forces us to love them. So, God came to the beginning. Now that he knows who chose what, now he concentrates on our man here. For whom, now, the moreover, now we have, for whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many what? What? Is that the time? Someone was interceding that I should not look at my watch. Oh, yes. Amen. Is that the time? Are you serious? Jesus Christ. When we shall build our campus, we shall have hostels there. Oh, yes. Amen. I'm telling you. We'll have hostels on our campus. Amen. The people will be saying, what kind of a church is this with the hostels? <laughs> we are streamers. Oh, yes. <laughs> our campus. It's, it's still doing push-ups now. Amen. People say, why are you not building? Ah, building what? It's still doing what? Getting ready. To be built by oh, us. Oh yes, Amen. We don't want something that doesn't look. Is it, is it facing north or south or east? No, we don't want that kind of a building. We want a campus. Oh yes, Amen. Mount Zion. It's doing push-ups. <laughs> I'm telling you, we have shopping malls in our campus. Oh yes. 
I'm telling you. Who have apartments. Amen. Who have where we go to just pray darts. Booze eye. Amen. I'm telling you, it's doing what? Getting ready. <laughs> okay. So God came to the beginning. After he knows who is who. But remember the interventions to both. For whom he, moreover we know. What do we, moreover what? Moreover whom he did pre. So we are concentrating on this one now. Whom he did predestinate them he also what? Called. Called. And whom he called, he also what? Justified. And whom he justified, he also what? Glorified. I don't know whether you're hearing me. No, we are following, Papa. So really, God does not choose who goes to hell and who goes to paradise. It's personal choice. Yes, amen. We are all given the same chances, equal opportunities. But because God knows the end from the beginning, he's able to say, ah, now this one is a suspect. Let's concentrate on this one. Amen. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to his son. That he might be what? The firstborn among many brethren. And then, uh -huh, whom he did predestinate them, he also what? God. So you heard the call. Amen. So I'm the called. I am the called. You see now, you are the called. You are the called. The cold. So first separation, those who follow God and those who will not follow God. Amen. Since that God knows that, he takes a step back, concentrates on those who follow him. Cause them. That's why they are there. God. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. They are the what? God. After calling them, what does he do? He justifies them. Why is the justification important? Justification is important because these people can never be perfect. Because they still live in this what? Flesh. Flesh. So they can never be perfect in the sense of sinlessness, no error, no blunder, nothing. No. That's why today um, I'm going to make a statement about a man of God, Brian Houston. Amen. That the Hillsong Church got it wrong they should not have made him to resign. They got it wrong. Big mistake. Are you hearing me? Big what? Mistake. God has never used anybody who was perfect. I'm yet to find one. Amen. I'm yet looking, looking, yet to find one. God does not use the perfect. No. Never. Amen. He justifies the cord. 
with so many we have we have so many weaknesses yes amen that's why justification there is very important justification justification does not mean condoning because someone will be when they're hearing me on facebook is he's now condoning uh, sending messages to girls no i'm not condoning that it's an error amen it's a blunder but guess what God justifies people who make blunders. Oh, yes. Amen. And he still uses them. And the Bible says when Christ shall come, he will not finish off the week. Jesus does not finish off the week. He encourages them. Mm. Amen. What the Hillsong board should have done was to nurture him, help him, if he needs a break, give him a break. Let him be in streams. I mean, let him be somewhere where. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. Where we can nature him. Oh, yes. And fire him back. Amen. We do not resign, we refire. Oh, yes. You give them more fire. Oh, yes. Say more fire. More fire. More fire. More fire. And descending back into the harvest field. Oh, Shadia. yes. Justification does not mean condoning. Justification means, yes, the person really has done wrong. But do you know why the person did wrong? It's because they are in this flesh. Yes, amen. Under pressure, under so much things happening, the man had to resort to sleeping tablets. The man resorted to drinking under so much pressure. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. They have got all that information but still they choose to ignore it and make him to resign. There's no Hillsong without Brian Houston. Amen. I said it as a prophet. That thing came out of his spirit. Amen. It's not a corporation. It's not an organization. It's not a company. It is a ministry. It came from inside him. It's his grace. Yes. Amen. I've never met the man. So don't think that, ah, that man is saying because they paid him a million dollars. No. I don't know the man. I've never met the man. But I've got great respect for the man. Amen. Why? Having been in the ministry in Australia since 2007. I've been in the ministry since what? 2007 here in Australia. Are you hearing me? With the, this anointing that I carry. With this grace that I carry. My ministry is nowhere near his ministry. Are you hearing me? So I respect the man. Amen. I know how hard it is to do ministry in Australia. 
Australians are not the easiest people to minister to. Amen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you today as a prophet. It requires a special grace. Yes, amen. And that man was given that grace. So the idea that we should make him resign because he sent a body text message. Someone was under the influence of other stuff. No, Amen. a million times no. Are you hearing me? I said what? A million times no. I said it as a prophet. So justification does not mean condoning, but God explains why we error. Yes. God explains why we make mistakes. We are still in this body. Amen. You've got a whole investigation under on your head. You've got the media pulling your jacket that way. Yes. You've got ABC pulling your other side. You've got current affair trying to take off your trousers. So what do you do? Amen. It's not easy. It's not easy. It takes a man who grew up in the mountains of Deza in Malawi. Oh yes, amen. Not praying in the hotels of Sydney, but in the jungles of Malawi. <laughs> Where they come after you, go after them. They try to bring you up, to bring you down. You take them out. That's us. Oh yes. Amen. Okay, but that's for another day. But I'll be making that. I've made the statement now, but I will write it down. And those of you who have got access to him, go give it to him. Tell him, this is the man who spoke about you. Oh, yes. Amen. Give him. Record this thing. Give it to him. So the prophet said, that prophet saves a God of comebacks. Oh, yes. Amen. Are you hearing me, somebody? My Bible says... My Bible says there is no repentance whatsoever to the calling and the giftings of God. God does not change his mind. Are you hearing me? He doesn't change his mind. He never changes his mind. Remember he had foreknowledge. Amen. He already knew the end. And he still caught the man. Oh, yes. And he still justified the man. Oh, yes. And you know what? He didn't stop at justification. He glorified the man. Ah. Say, I am glorified. I am glorified. Say, I am glorified. I am glorified. Say, never. Never. Don't look at my weaknesses. Don't look at my weaknesses. I am a work in progress. I am a work in progress. I am the code. I am the code. I am justified. I am justified. And on top of that. And on top of that. To make matters worse. To make matters worse. I am also glorified. I am also glorified. Say, never. Never. Hey. Hey. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. 
It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom.